Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Praise the Lord. The book of 1 Samuel chapter 17, reading with verse 1. What a beautiful group of people on this Sunday night church service. It's good to be in the house of God tonight. Hey, it feels good to be here on a Sunday night. Praise the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name, I want everybody to say, Lord, I'm asking you to let it rain. Let us get saturated tonight with your presence, oh God. Let the parched ground become a pool. Let your word do a work in us tonight. We've come to praise you. Come on, how many come to praise him on this Sunday evening? Come on, he's been good to all of us. Oh, lay your Bibles down and clap your hands and shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. Come on, let there be a shout in this building. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Verse 1, we are apostolic Pentecostal people. And what that means is we praise Him. We praise Him with the clapping of our hands, with the lifting of our voice. We leap for joy. We dance before the Lord. We shout amen during the preaching. We shout hallelujah. And every now and then somebody will say, whoop. Amen. That means I'm feeling good and I like what's going on in the house. Can you say amen? Hey, we've come to praise him. We've come to magnify him. He's been too good to me. I've got two straight feet. He straightened out my spirit. He washed my sins away. I'm not apologetic because I get excited in the house of God. If it hadn't been for the Lord, where would I be? My life was nothing until he set me free. What a change he's made in my life. Is there anybody in this building that says Jesus made a change in me? He made a difference in me. If he hadn't brought me out, somebody shout he brought me out. Amen, amen. Look at your neighbor and say, God's blessed me. He's about to bless me again. Look at your neighbor and say, he's getting ready to bless you too. I just feel like the Holy Ghost is going to be poured out on everybody in this building tonight. You've been faithful. He's seen your fasting and your prayers. Come on, I've come to get blessed tonight. I've come to get my cup filled. I've come to let the Holy Ghost fall on me. That's why I've come to this building. I've come to praise Him. Amen, amen, amen. Look at your neighbor and say, scoot over. I'm about to shout. I'm about to shout, amen. Hey, listen, this room right here, this is a party waiting to happen. Let me tell you right now. Hey, we don't believe in dead, dry, going to sleep church. We believe he's a worthy. And when I praise him, he always shows up. Something's about to happen. Something's about to happen. 
something happens when I praise him. When the saints start lifting their voice, something starts moving. Something starts breaking. Something starts shaking. Why not let God do what he wants to do? Why don't we let the spirit fall tonight? Let's go and let the Holy Ghost move in the spirit. Come on, clap your hands and shout, yes! My soul says yes to the Lord. My soul says yes to the Lord. For he's a great king. He's doing great things. My soul says yes, yes. My soul says yes. Oh, to the Lord. My soul says yes. For he's a great king. Doing great things. My soul says yes. Hallelujah. Well, he put running in my feet. Running in my hands. Praise on my lips. It makes me want Service is over. There's nothing like the power of the Holy Ghost. I said there's nothing like the power of the Holy Ghost. 
tongues. I hope I go out of this world praying in the Holy Ghost because there's no drug that can compare to it. There's no, there's, there's no position in the world that can compare to the infilling of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I've got it tonight. You need it. If you're watching online, you can have it tonight. Somebody shout glory. First Samuel chapter 17, verse one. Now the Philistines gathered together the armies to battle and were gathered together at Shoko. Hey, Brother Nehemiah, I know enough about you that your spirit's been troubled. What I do know is because the enemy has set up the battle against the anchor. That's why you felt the way you have in the last few days. But what the enemy doesn't know is what I know. The enemy doesn't know what I know. I'm gonna read on. And we're gathered together at Shoko, which belongeth to Judah, where the enemy's been running his mouth. Belongs to me. It belongs to Judah. And the Bible says, and pitched between Shoko and Azekah in Ephes Demim. Everybody say the boundary of the blood. And Saul, the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elah, set the battle in array against the Philistines. You got the Philistines on one side. You got the children of Israel on the other side. Verse three says, and the Philistines stood on a mountain on the one side, Israel stood on the mountain on the other side, and there was a valley between them. And there went out a champion, the best they have. He's beat everybody up. He's the champion of champions in the enemy's camp. And watch what happens. Named Goliath. Everybody shout Goliath. Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits in a span. Somebody say real tall. He had a helmet of brass upon his head. He's armed with a coat of mail. The weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of brass. Sounds bad news, doesn't he? He had greaves of brass upon his legs, target of brass between his shoulders. If he's so bad, why is he so armored? And the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam. I don't know if I can get to the top of that thing. I feel real short right now. It's a, it's a big spear. Look at your neighbor and say real big. His spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron. My goodness. One bearing a shield went before him. He stood and cried to the armies of Israel and said unto them, why are you come out to set your battle in array? Am not I a Philistine and ye servants to Saul? Choose you out a man for you and let him come down to me. I feel a challenge from the enemy. I do, I feel it. Because we're about to have the greatest breakthrough revival we've ever had. And the enemy's doing everything in his power to stop it. And watch what he said. He said, if he's able to fight with me, 
and to kill me, then will we be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servants and serve us. He actually spoke a truth right here. He said, if I conquer you at Judah, he said, you will be slaves to the enemy. Let me just word it this way. If the devil can conquer your praise, you are a servant to him. It's that simple. If the church loses Judah, we're in bondage. We have no authority. There's no spiritual freedom. We become bound to the things of the enemy. But that's not all he said. He said, if you kill me though, he said, we will be subject to you. Can I tell you, Zanesville doesn't need a bound up church. Zanesville need a church that's on fire. That's authority. Come on. Amen. Cambridge needs a church that's on fire with authority. Coshocton needs a church that's on fire with authority. So tonight, for the next few minutes, I'm gonna preach to you is that no giant is gonna steal my praise. Somebody shout, no giant is gonna steal my praise. Don't clap your hands and praise them all over the building. Hallelujah, hallelujah. No giant is gonna take, take my praise. I know you've been standing, but I just feel like there's a shout in the building. I just feel like somebody says, I'm gonna go ahead and praise him right now. I'm not, I'm not gonna go another second. And I praise him for his goodness. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Turn around to two or three people and say, no giant is gonna steal my praise. God bless you as you are seated. I preached a little bit about it last night. He's on the backside of a hill somewhere. Most people in the world do not know who he is. He has, even in one Psalm, said that he was shoved aside from his own brothers and not accepted of them. He felt rejected. In one place he calls himself a foreigner to his own brothers, to his own father's house. But there was a day that there was a battle that was, there, there was a battle in the future, but there was a day that God spoke to the prophet and said, I want you to go to Jesse's house because the next king is at his house. I want you to go and anoint him because you've grieved for Saul who walked away from me long enough. Can I tell you, we need to quit grieving over the failures of the past and get up and start embracing the promises of the church. All of us have ministered to people that have fallen. All of us have reached out to people that have chosen another path. But we can never forget that just because one person failed doesn't mean there's not 10 more ready to do something for God. I'm gonna preach to you tonight. The church is not going downhill. Of the increase of his government, there shall be no end. The church is on the rise. The church is headed upward. Somebody say amen. We've all been subject to mistakes. We've all had errors in our life. 
And he said, Samuel, how long are you going to grieve over the failure? He said, you need to go to Jesse's house because I've got somebody there that's going to be the king. When nobody was looking, when nobody had ever heard the name David, nobody knew who he was. He was on the backside taking care of something that didn't even belong to him. He didn't own very much except just a responsibility to take care of his father's sheep. But one day while he's out there and he's looking over the green pastures that the sheep were feeding in and the steel waters and, and, and he, he, he's there and he, he writes things like, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Oh yes, because as a shepherd, looking down over the rolling luscious fields for the sheep to eat, there was a day after he had been anointed, there was a day that he had wrote a psalm, there was a day he was reminded how a bear had come out and grabbed one of those sheep and David chased down that sheep and he took a, a lamb out of its mouth and he killed a bear with his own hands. He's reminded, he's reminded of another moment when he goes down and a, and a bear had come down and he killed the bear with his hands and he's thinking in the concepts of, of, of shepherding and, 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 and all of these things and he knows the responsibility of a shepherd is to protect his sheep. Listen to me. In those days, back even before he ever killed the lion or the bear, there were some psalms that he was writing because he said, Lord, you're my shepherd. I shall not want. You make of me to lie down. And he began to sing the poetry unto the Lord. Nobody around. There was no audience to hear. But there was an audience above that was listening to every breath that was breathed, every note that was played, every song that was written. Could I tell you, when nobody knew who David was, there was a God that knew who he was. He saw him in a secret place. He saw him with praise on his lips. He saw him with worship in his mouth. And when God sent Samuel to that house to anoint, he said, there's a king there. And he said, when you get there, he put all the oldest boys down from the oldest to the youngest. And the Bible says that God told Samuel, I've refused them. He looks at, he, he, he looks at Jesse and said, do you have any more boys in your house? Well, I got one. He's the youngest is actually, you know, can the youngest do anything? They're too young to do anything for God. Let me tell you something. There's going to be a revival that's going to break out in this youth group. You listen to me. There's going to be a revival. I've been preaching to y'all for six months on Saturdays. There, there's a revival going to break out in this youth group that's going to reach all kinds of people. You listen to me. It's going to happen. I feel it tonight. I thank God for all of our seniors and all of our married people, but God's getting ready to do something in this younger generation that's gonna blow our minds. It's gonna be so powerful. It's gonna be magnificent. It really is. Hey, we got a prophet coming, but I believe a prophet's coming with an anointing. And if you'll open your heart and you'll do some fasting and praying, I believe there's gonna be some oil poured out on y'all in the next week or so that you're gonna be able to lay hands on the blinded eyes and they open. You're gonna be able to prophesy and speak in tongues and interpret. There's an anointing that God's about to do in these young people. Watch, watch what he says. Was there anybody? Well, the youngest is actually out in the field. He said, we're not gonna sit till he gets here. That got him there. They, they, they got him there. Man, I, I know it's dangerous. Y'all gonna quit coming to church if I keep pouring water on all of you. But when David showed up, when David showed up, 
because he's not just going to anoint one of you. There's not just one of you that's going to stand. Let me tell you, God wants to anoint every single one of you. God's got a plan for your life. There's destiny upon you. Hallelujah. He said, is there? He said, bring me the youngest. We will not sit till he gets here. And when he got there, listen to every parent, every person, you get every young person you know in this church. From here on out, I want the young people filling up these sections. I don't want them sitting in the back. Our young people need to be up here on the front line of everything that God's doing. Come on, I don't want them to have to look through everybody. I think they ought to be front and center. How about it? How many's gonna help pastor do that? Every parent, I want your children. Come on, all the road kids in the back and rolling. Run up here and get on the front up here. Come on, run down here with the pastor. I feel a revival. Yeah. Hey, honey, let, let those young people sit where you are. Come on up here. We love our youth at the anchor. Come on, there's some room over here. We're gonna make room for them. There's room. Hey, listen, they could be anywhere. They could be playing Xbox tonight. They could be down at some party tonight, but no. They said, I was glad when they said it to me. Let's go to a Sunday night service. Somebody shout glory. Watch, you can be seated. He comes, he pours oil over him. When it does, the Bible says, and the spirit of the Lord came on him from that day forward. You know why I believe the spirit of the Lord came upon him? Because he was a praiser. He goes back out and he can kill lions. He can kill bears to take care of the father's business. You listen to me. There's no obstacle too big that you can't conquer. You can conquer lust. You can conquer offense. You can conquer the enemy. You can conquer cancer. You can conquer any disease. You can conquer any spirit of any city. You've got what it needs. You have the anointing of kingship upon you. You're gonna do amazing things. I haven't come to play games tonight. I come to tell you what I feel in the spirit. You're gonna do wonderful things for God. You're gonna do marvelous things for the Lord. But you gotta have your mind made up. There's a period of time when David would play, play the keyboard for just a second. I, it just just strike, up the, strike up the band here. Just hit a note. He was so anointed, watch this. He was so anointed that when he played the harp, it's no accident that his gifts put him in the palace. When he would play the harp, the evil spirit that Saul had, I mean, hit like something jammy. It was something when he would start playing. When he would start singing, evil spirits were driven away from Saul. You see, when music and praise is in the right direction, it always drives the devil crazy. He can't stand a worshiper. He can't stand in the room of a praiser. When you start praising God, devils start running. Demons start fleeing. Come on, I'm telling you, there's power when the church starts praising Him. There's power in it. Every time you clap your hands and you shout hallelujah and you sing the songs of time, something starts happening. Somebody shout glory. You see, what is praise? Praise 
is when I start thinking of the goodness of Jesus and all is done for me. You see, it's more than just methodical, organized melodies and tempos. It's a heart that is expressing itself on the organ, on the piano, on the guitar, on the bass drum, on the high sounding, hit that high sounding cymbal. It's in the Bible. Do it again. He said, praise him upon the string instruments. Praise him upon the psaltery and the harp. Let everything, let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. You see, when you're singing, it becomes a weapon because the reason the devil runs is because when you start praising him, God inhabits the praises of his people. Come here, Lashante. I said this last night, I'm gonna say it again. Get up here, get up here with me. My goodness, you're too tall. Come here, you two, come and help me. Come here, Elijah. Y'all get that chair. You, we did this last night for a minute, but I feel to do it right now. Come up here. You give me a church, they'll stop praising two brothers that fight and love each other, amen. Come on. And when they stop praising him, you remember I walked in class the other day at ACA? You got a tender spirit to the Lord. And when God starts moving, you respond instantly. It's a gift from God. You can feel that coming over you even you now, can't you? Because the Holy Ghost said, you feel that? Lift your hands. Come on. This isn't a show. That's worship. That's powerful. Let me tell you why the devil runs. Because God inhabits the praises of his people. When that happens, you know what to do. You did it last night. Get on each side of that. Set it over top of them. Watch. When you start praising him, when the Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people, it actually means that he enthrones himself into their life. That means the king of glory sits down at 1365 Chamberlain Street. And when the king of all the world, the universe, steps in, he says, what do you want me to do? Devils start running. Demons start fleeing. Families start coming together because there's power when you praise him. This is what happens. Come here. Look at those hot tears running down his face. That'll keep him away from Budweiser and marijuana. It'll keep him away from crack cocaine. Come on, Kaya. We need a church that lets young people praise him. Somebody shout glory. The enthroning power of God. So the devil knows it. So he's, he sends things into your world that seem like they're insurmountable. I can never get over this offense. I can never get over what they did to me. I can never get beyond this sickness. I can't get beyond this death. I can't get beyond. Listen, there's a giant among us. It's called Corona. Corona. Giant. That seem like, are we ever gonna get out of this? 
Listen, it's just a moment. It's not forever. And if we're not careful, we will let a pandemic isolate us from praise. Listen, I, 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 I don't have any side notes on that. I'm just saying. It's hindered some people from worshiping the way they really want to worship. And watch what happens. You can put that chair down. Give our young people a hand. You can be seated. Be seated in a minute. Somebody shout hallelujah. Just, I'm almost done. Somebody shout no giant. He stands nine and a half feet tall. He said, send me a man to fight. If I conquer you here, he said, you as a whole nation, every Jew in the world is going to be the slave and in bondage to us. We will tell you what to do. But listen, if you have somebody among you that can conquer me, you see, he thought there was nobody among them that could conquer them because he had seen the height of their soldiers. But what he hadn't seen is what was hidden on the hillside that had been alone with God. What he didn't see was an anointed prophet that poured oil over a young man's head. What he didn't know is there's a boy on the side of the hill that's been throwing a slingshot. It doesn't look like much, but it's, hey, it doesn't little or much is God gonna deliver. It doesn't matter how young you are, how old you are. He just needs somebody to say, I've got a God that's bigger than my problem. I've got a God. Somebody shout yeah. Hey, listen. I can't let a doctor's report keep me from coming to church and praising. I can't let a death stop me from coming to church and praising. I gotta take care of Judah. Judah belongs to me. I can't let Judah go. Look at your neighbor and say, you better fight for Judah. We better fight for Judah. You know what Judah means? Judah means parade. And when you're here, I feel like preaching just for a few more minutes. When you're walking through the week and the devil's throwing everything he can, everything in your face to bring fear on your life. You gotta say, devil, you can do whatever you wanna do, but when I get into the house of God, I'm gonna praise him. I'm gonna magnify him for no weapon. No weapon. Just jump to your feet, I'm almost done. Somebody shout, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. There's another giant in the room. You know what it is? It's called failure. I messed up, pastor. I made a mistake, pastor. I did some things I'm ashamed of, pastor. But I also read in the Psalm. He said, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So you know what? Rejoice not against me, oh, mine enemies. For when I fall, I shall, I shall, I shall, I shall arise. Somebody shout, I'm getting up out of here and I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. Come on, elbow your neighbor and say, I'm gonna see a victory tonight. Man, I'm worked up tonight. I'm stirred to the core. Zanesville, we can't have a no worshiping service. Listen, 
Everybody matters here tonight. But I can't wait on somebody else to do what God wants me to do. I can't let you dance for me. I can't let you shout for me. I can't let you, I'm gonna praise him. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna let a circumstance, I'm not gonna let a situation keep me from praising him. There's always gonna be something bigger than you. There's always, somebody said, you're either coming out of a crisis or going into one. I don't know if that's true. But if that's the case, the devil's gonna keep throwing everything he can at me. So you know what David did? He said, I'm not even gonna recognize him as a giant. He's just an uncircumcised Philistine. Hey devil, you can't overcome me. I said, you can't. Listen, there's some of you going through some things, but you need to make a declaration right now. You can't overcome me. You know how the Jericho walls came down? They praised him. Before they went into the fiery furnace, you know what they said? Our God is able to deliver us out of your hand. Come on. When Haman built a gallows, Mordecai said, there's a deliverer that's coming. You listen to this preacher. Hallelujah. When they threw Daniel in the lion's den, the king said, your God is going to deliver you out of the mouth of the lions because praise always precedes the miraculous. And some of you need a miracle, but before the miracle can happen, he just needs you to start saying, God is able. God's able to get me out of this. God's able, God's able. Hey, Brother Joe, I know what you were running for, but run back down here. Come on, run back. He was saying, God's able. I've been praying a prayer, and I just believe God's going to give me a victory. Devil, you can't have what belongs to me. You can't have, that's mine. They're a part of the kingdom. Oh, it's another mama or another dad would get out of their seat and say, you can't have Judah. You can't have my babies. You can't have my children. Come on, I wish another grandma. Oh, it's another parent. We get out and say, no giant is gonna take my praise. Come on, mama. Come on, daddy. Come on, preacher. You can't have the sheep. You can't have my church. You can't have my city. Praise precedes the miraculous. Somebody shout, no giant! They're gonna steal my praise. Sister Teresa, I don't have to feel him to praise him. Brother Zion, Brother Gio, I don't have to feel good to praise him. All I have to have is breath. That's all you need. I don't know what you're going through, but what I do know is that when you start praising him, Satan's kingdom starts deteriorating. Walls start crumbling. Demons start fleeing. There's deliverance here tonight. Somebody shout, no giant. I want you to make a vow with pastor. I will not let a circumstance take my praise. You can be in sin and praise him and he'll show up in your world. You can do wrong and praise him and he'll show up because he doesn't have it praise. You don't have to have the fullness of truth to have a response from God when you start praising Him. But you do have to praise Him if you want a response from God. 
So who cares who's looking at me? Who cares who's watching me? I came for the King of Kings tonight. I need a breakthrough in my marriage. I need a breakthrough. Devil, your kingdom is coming down. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now y'all people listen to me. When David takes off running after Goliath, he went a bit scared. You know why? He was full of faith. He took off running after the enemy because he knew if God saved me from the mouth of the lion, if God saved the sheep from the mouth of the bear, who is this uncircumcised Philistine to stop this people? Listen, the devil's doing everything he can to stop the anchor. But guess what I know? There's a mighty host of angels in this room that's waiting to respond to every praying saint, every worshiping believer. Come on, if you'll praise him tonight, angels are going to rush to your assistance. There's an army that God has sent to this city. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. There's an army that has rushed into this room. I feel the presence of God. There's an army that God is sending. You feel that release, Brother Nehemiah? Feel that breakthrough? Because no weapon for and against us is going to prosper, buddy. I said, I wish somebody would shout, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. You can't have my family. You can't have my babies. Something happens when you're praising. Something happens when you're praising. Something happens when you're praising. Come on, I feel like somebody else start dancing. Somebody else start shouting. Somebody else start worshiping. Something's happening in the room. Come on, all over the building. There's a breakthrough for you. God comes to the church looking for one. I decided I'm going to be one tonight if nobody else wants to, but I'm glad to be among people that want to. Amen. Listen, he said, Goliath said, am I a dog you sent out a boy to fight me? Listen, Goliath, you better watch your words with this young man. He's not what you think he is. He's not, it's not the size of the dog that's in the fight. It's the size of the fight that's in the dog. Listen, there's a fight in you. There's a fight in you. There's a fight in this church. And we haven't come this far to die. God hadn't brought us this far to lose. We're about to win. I'm telling you, there's a win. There's a victory. Watch what he says. All you've got is a spear and a shield and a sword. But I've come against you. I'm going to tell you what God's going to release on you in the Holy Ghost. If you young people start praying, fasting when pastor calls fasting, listen, they're going to come a boldness on you. A boldness, Holy Ghost boldness. 
are going to come a boldness on your prayer. God has received your sacrificial praise tonight. God knows you haven't felt good, but I'm telling you, God saw that praise. And there's a breakthrough coming to every family, every parent, every grandparent, every believer. God's going to remove every demon, every devil that's trying to destroy your family. Come on, greater is he that is with us. Greater is he. And in one moment, he said, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. When he threw that stone, I am convinced God grabbed it out of the air and pinpointed with accuracy, hit that Goliath right between the eyes, knocked him down, David killed him. Can I tell you? And they became the servants to Israel because somebody said, I'm not letting a giant take Judah. You will not get my worship. I'll clap my hands, I'll raise my hands, I'll shout, but you will not take my place. Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? How many gonna praise him? How many gonna praise him right now? Listen, I'm gonna give you the cue, but it's up to you. When you do, the Holy Ghost is gonna hit you right where you are. You can dance, you can leap, you can shout, you can cry, you can wave your hands, you clap your hands, you can shout, you can sing, I don't care. But everybody ought to do something and praise him in just a moment. How many of you in this room are gonna praise him tonight because he's done excellent things? Job said, for he maketh small the drops of water. They pour down rain according to the vapor thereof, which the clouds so drop and distill upon man abundantly. Let me interpret it for you. He said the only amount of rain that can come down is by the amount of vapor that has went up. No praise, no rain. But when you begin to praise him in quality, praise him in quantity, you form a cloud to where the rain of answered prayers and miracles and healing starts. Come on, I'm telling you, something happens when we praise him. Listen, you can pray, I'll preach my heart out tonight, but we're gonna praise him for the next 30 minutes. How many gonna let God move in your life? I don't care what you do. You praise him as you feel led. But on the count of three, when I shout hallelujah, I want you to shout hallelujah. Then I want you to praise him according to what you feel. You want to dance, you want to shout, you want to leap, you want to clap your hands, you do whatever you feel. But everybody ought to praise him in the building. If you believe that, say amen. How many believe the walls are coming down? How many believe the mouth of the lion's gonna be shut? How many believe the Hebrew children are gonna be spared? Come on, if you're ready, on the count of three, one, two, three, hallelujah! I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. 
Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.